0: it's the real estate podcast brought to you by ANZ home loans for financial well-beings
1: and welcome back to another episode of the real estate breakfast for 2023 available of course every morning on iHeart Radio Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from well I hope you had a fantastic weekend uh, we're back on a Monday morning it is the 20th day for February for 2023 as we know home Prices have fallen recently and are predicted to continue cooling during 2023. PropTrack tells us that national property values are down 4.5% from their March 2022 peak, and home prices surged by 34.7% from the start of the pandemic to the peak in March of 2022. So let's bring in this morning Hayden Groves. He's the president from the Real Estate Institute of Australia. And good morning to you, Hayden. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning.
0: And a very warm good morning to you too, Craig. Thank you so much for inviting me along.
1: Now, you're in Perth there, and we were just talking to Gavin Hickney the other day. He was sort of skiting about just how wonderful Perth's uh, run of weather has been, or really has been, because we do the weather forecast every morning, and gee, what a great spot, eh?
0: Oh, look, we're waiting waiting for it to get very hot, which normally this time of the year it, it does. You know, you have consistent up to 10 to 12 days in a row of over 35 degrees, which gets a bit tedious when you have to work in it it's okay if you can just spend your days at the beach when the weather's like that but most of us can't of course but it hasn't been it's actually been absolutely delightful today for example estimated to be around the high 20s cooler where I am in Fremantle with the the lovely Fremantle doctor gently blowing in off the ocean so it's going to be an absolute cracking day
1: and we'll get to some real estate in just a moment. But I, I just want to ask you, you're the, the president, of course, for the Real Estate Institute of Australia. You came in a couple of years ago during COVID. Did that feel like somebody handing you a grenade or not?
0: Uh, well, we were sort of, when I was elected into the presidency, it was, it was we were sort of underway with COVID, I guess, and much of it had, had sort of passed on or we were sort of getting used to it as an industry and as an organisation. We were able to, you know, help and assist our members throughout Australia deal with it. And and real estate practitioners, of course, pretty insightful and they can get quite inventive as well. And so whenever there's a a problem such as COVID coming in and lockdowns and such that you couldn't hold auctions, for example, suddenly online's auctions became a a very prominent component of uh, real estate practice during COVID.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, just uh, hold it right there. We'll come back to you in just a moment as we talk property prices and other things from Perth this morning.
0: We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts, and what's trending every morning from 6.30.
1: And if you are in Melbourne this morning, you probably know the answer to this question, and that is, what is Melbourne's oldest suburb. Now, if you said Fitzroy, you would be 100% correct. 10 points to you. Fitzroy was created back in 1839. It's undergone gentrification in recent decades, and Fitzroy covers 100 hectares. It is located just three k's northeast of the central business district in the city of Yarra, and it is the smallest and most densely populated area Outside the CBD. And here's a fun fact: Smith Street, the area that divides Fitzroy and Collingwood, has been named the world's coolest street in a time-out poll. The suburb is a cultural hub for live music, of course, and street art, and is the home to Melbourne's fringe. Festival. Now, if you're celebrating your birthday today, we better crack on and look at that. It is the 20th of February. Happy birthday to you, and you are sharing it with Rihanna, the Barbados singer and actor who is turning 34, and Trevor Noah, the South African comedian. He turns 38. Cindy Crawford, of course, American model and actor. She is turning 56 today, and Miles Teller, a One of my favorite American actors, he is turning 35. It's the main center forecast. Let's head around the country on this Monday morning. First, we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting a mainly fine and sunny Monday with 30 degrees as your forecast top. In Melbourne, partly cloudy but dry, 24. In Brisbane, expecting the possibility of one or two showers. It's going to be warm enough with 30 degrees. And in Perth, no chance of any rain, just the sunshine streak continues and expecting a high today of 34 degrees.
0: If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com.
1: And we are back with Hayden Groves, the president from the Real Estate Institute of Australia. As mentioned, home prices have fallen recently. They're predicted to continue to cool through 2023. And Hayden, what is your take this morning on the, the recent home price trains across Australia.
0: Well in most capital cities and the regions, we are seeing prices come back and there's no surprise in that, I guess. Lots of first home buyer activity thanks to, to lots of stimulus from federal government and state governments to a lesser extent. And so yes, it's no surprise that the property values did have to come back. They're not gonna come back anywhere near as much as they grew. And so whilst you might have, you know, certain pockets in Sydney growing forty odd percent since the start of the pandemic, you know, coming back perhaps. Fifteen to eighteen percent is perhaps a likely settling place for a lot of those areas. Other capital cities and other regions across Australia may fare a little differently. My hometown of Perth, for example, you know, we, we only saw witnessed really gains of about fourteen percent since the start of the pandemic, and as a result of that, what we're seeing in Perth is is very moderate falls, if if any falls at all. Really, the market here is actually still quite strong, and Darwin similarly has has held up pretty well. So those regions that didn't experienced the, the stratospheric increases that a lot of the other capitals did, Hobart and Sydney most notably, they are holding up pretty well because they're enviably more affordable than some of those other regions across Australia.
1: And we are, of course, up to nine straight record-breaking cash rate rises, about to next month make it to double figures. Uh, So what are your thoughts on the impact of the Reserve Bank interest rate hikes on home prices in the coming months throughout 2023?
0: one way to think about it, I guess, is how dreadfully and unfair it is to target mortgage holders. Of all of the housing stock in Australia, about a third of them are resided in by people who are living in there as their primary place of residence. And it is they carry a mortgage over that asset. So you're actually, when you're rising interest rates at such a rapid rate, you're only impacting really about 30% or thereabouts of the entire population in a dramatic way. And we, we do certainly hold grave concerns in 2020 where some 800,000 mortgage holders will come off a very low fixed rate of around 2%, many of those. And I think when they wake up one day from about perhaps July, they may have a mortgage rate of around 6%. In fact, one of the you know, deep concerns that we have for, for many of these mortgage holders is the fact that their bank actually may say, well, actually, we cannot even provide you a mortgage now because uh, your serviceability criteria has changed. And so even though you already have an existing mortgage with us at perhaps 2%, you don't qualify to, to get a variable mortgage at 6%, for example, if that's where the rates actually end up. And so that will cause a fair bit of delinquency, obviously, uh, mortgage delinquency across Australia. And we will see people having to force sell their homes, which of course will put downward pressure on on, on property values, particularly in um, the more affordable precincts around Australia and the fringes of our cities mostly, which can, can have lasting effects on property values in those Uh, fringe city areas, uh, which we think will be most impacted by that change.
1: Do you seriously think though that the bank is likely to operate in that manner? Because I feel that this is the calling of the hour of the bank. This is a time when the bank really needs to step up and sort of lead, I think in many ways, and just show that they're capable of navigating through something that is, as you say, it's not through the fault of these borrowers, these mortgage holders. So the bank has really got to be called upon to sort of act in a way of leadership. Well,
0: absolutely. And certainly that's um, we are already in, in conversation with uh, the big banks, flagging this issue and, and hoping that they will do the right corporate thing and make sure that they keep people in their homes for as long as possible. They will of course be coming up against the banks themselves, will be coming up against their regulators um, framework of whether or not somebody has the capacity to, to continue to pay a mortgage at the higher rate. And that will be a challenge for them that they're gonna to have to navigate with their with APRA, their regulator. If they're plugging the data into their their computers and it demonstrates that a, that, a, that a person who's coming from a 2% mortgage rate to a 6% mortgage rate can't really service that loan effectively, then um, the bank doesn't have a lot of flexibility sometimes uh, if they're going to comply with the ARPA regulations. And so it will be a very interesting thing to watch um, and certainly we hope that people can buckle down and make sure that they can stay in their homes uh, and get through this really tough time. Because we do, of course, expect that interest rates by 2024 will start to perhaps go the other way once uh, inflation in the economy starts to get under control, which is widely expected to happen in the the back half of 2024.
1: You know, as far as the bank is concerned, it's not like this is something that is coming out of nowhere. They've had quite some time to think about how they are going to react when people are pushed effectively over a cliff. As you say, it's going to be unserviceable. So it's a situation that we've never really been in before, but they've had time to assess it and figure out what is going to be plan B, C and D.
0: Yeah, that's right. Absolutely, and and we hope that they'll they will be able to assist their mortgageors in this process and as they transition. And we're also actively encourage encouraging mortgage holders who are on those low fixed rates to start making the transition to the higher repayments now before they're they're forced to do it by their bank. So perhaps every month from now on, if they haven't already started doing this, we're encouraging mortgage holders to just increase their repayments, assess their repayments as if their their mortgage rate wasn't at two percent, that it was at two and a half percent. This month and then next month, you know, go to three. And by the time they actually come off that very low fixed interest rate, they're at the level that they perhaps would be expected to pay as a standard variable rate. But it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I mean, that's not easy to do for everybody, of course, but people are really going to have to start tightening their belts now and make sure that they can stay in their homes because we don't want to see Australians lose their homes through this process because it's very hard to get back into the market once you've left it.
1: That is so true. Hayden, it is a difficult time and I thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. We will no doubt talk again as we traverse through the year of 2023.
0: Thank you very much, Craig. Enjoyed chatting with you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.